Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I am your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am in Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Great to be here. Boy, it is great to be here. I, uh, I'm just so thankful to be healthy and uh, here reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, talking about the things of God, good, the bad, and the ugly, the blessings and the cursings. Um, but a uh, couple things real quick. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can email me at ryan, R-Y-A-N, at topraise.net, ryan at topraise.net. We've had several people reach out to me. I've heard some testimonies from you guys. Um, and what a blessing your testimonies are. Thank you so much for that. Um, also, several of you have reached out and requested the Teshuvah Spiritual Journals. We're th- um, two and a half weeks into Teshuvah, um, so it probably doesn't make sense necessarily for us to ship out any more to you guys. But if you want the electronic copy, you can email me at ryan at and I'll at least send it over to you. You know, you can read the first half with the lessons on Teshuvah and, uh, and also uh, print out the journal to you know, kind of keep track of, of what you're doing daily as far as pressing into the Lord, returning, praying, interceding, uh, and all of those things. Because uh, there's a lot for us to be praying for, a lot for us to be interceding for. So uh, a couple of events coming up. Uh, Lars and Narsen, the, uh, he's the author of a, a couple of great books, um, one of which about Jerusalem is The Joy of the Whole Earth. The book's called The Joy of the Whole Earth. I encourage you to look it up, get the book, um, and read it. It is an awesome book. Uh, another one is called... Uh, the Stumbling Stone, and it's uh, also a really good book. talks about the deity of Yeshua, and um, <laughs> and it's a real good one. So uh, the, he's coming this Saturday, September 13th at 11 a.m. Uh, for our Shabbat service. And so I encourage you guys that if, uh, if you can be here, go ahead and come to the service and be here with us uh, so we can fellowship with him. Uh, but also we will be live streaming that service uh, on all of our social media platforms, so you can check that out. Um, as I already mentioned, uh, we are two and a half weeks into uh, the month of Elul and also two and a half weeks into our Daniel fast. The Daniel fast ends Thursday at sundown for those of us that are Hebrews. This is true. And for those of you that are Greeks, I'm not pointing any fingers. No, I'm a Hebrew this year. Woo, you're a Hebrew this year. I went Hebrew. Wow. I didn't so, do midnight. That's good. That's good. So Remember, if you start early, you finish early. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly right. Um, so, uh, those of us that, that were Hebrew, we get to finish at sundown on Thursday. And, uh, my only warning to those of you that are doing the Daniel fast is you may not want to splurge too much on that first night. It just, no. it, it, it hurts. You know, it just, you've been so clean and so good. It just clogs you up right away and just no, no bueno, no bueno. So, um, Yom Teruah is coming up Friday, September 18th in the evening. Um, and so we'll be having, obviously, a celebration service uh, that Saturday, the 19th. And we encourage you guys all to come, bring your shofars, and uh, bring in uh, the fall feast with us as we get ready for... Yes, yeah, September 18th is the eve. And then, of course, the 19th is when we're having our service. Yes. I said that, right? I don't know. I think I said it. But we're I'm, okay. We're yeah, good. We're good. We're good. 
<laughs> so, all right. So we're studying a double portion this week. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, yeah. That's right. Two tour portions for you this week. We have the first one coming in, Nitzavim, which is You Are Standing. And that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 10 through chapter 30 and verse 20. And then uh, Vialek, which is And He Went. And that is found in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 30. Wow. So once again, we are in the book of Deuteronomy. It is the book of remembrance. Just a little reminder here. This book is broken up into four parts as we savor the moment of Deuteronomy. Of course, part one is remembrances of the past, chapters one through four. And of course, part two is commandments for the present, which is chapter four, verse 44, all the way through chapter 26. That's part two. Now, part three is options affecting the future. This is what we're going to be heading into today. Options affecting the future. Deuteronomy chapters 27 through 30. Last but not least is part four of the book of Deuteronomy. The parting words of Moses will be chapters 31 through 34. Also, five key words found in the book of Deuteronomy. Remember, obey, blessing, curse, and Covenant, five key words. Boy, those are powerful, powerful words. So without further ado, we are going to jump right in. We're not going to be able to really do much reading right now because we really want to just go get right into this Torah portion. We have, of course, this covenant renewal. So Ryan, what seven groups of people were present at the giving of Moses' words about the covenant? So it's going to be basically everybody. Captains, elders, officers, all the men of Israel, little ones, wives, and strangers. Wow. That's a lot of people. Why don't you go ahead and read Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 10 and 11. Just, All right. Let's, let's read this. Let's check out the witnesses that were witnessing this covenant renewal. All right, so it says here, Ye stand this day, all of you before the Lord your God, your captains, your tri- of the, your captains of your tribes, your elders and your officers, with all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and thy stranger that is in thy camp, from the hewer of thy wood unto the drawer of thy water. You know, wow. there's, there's some important stuff coming up here. There sure is. So, do, was the do, you co- me to, do you want me to keep reading? I mean, no, no, we're going to read oh, some more. Man, okay. we, we, there is some good stuff there here. There is some good stuff. So, was the covenant made also to those who were not standing with Moses and the people that day? That's exactly what I was getting into. It says here, yeah, but... Yeah, go ahead. Let, but why with, don't you go ahead and read... Uh, let's go ahead and read... I guess you could read 12... Through 15. Uh, yeah, 12 through 15. All right, I got it. All right. So now what about us, for you listeners? So that thou shouldest enter into covenant with the Lord thy God, into his oath, which the Lord thy God maketh with thee this day, that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, and that he may be unto thee a God as he hath said unto thee, and he hath sworn unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, neither with you only, do I make this covenant and this oath, but also with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God, and also with him that is not here with us this day. Wow. So if you're listening from Norway, or from anywhere, or Mexico, Russia, if you're listening to this right now, this is relevant for today. We were not there. You know, um, so we were not at Mount Sinai, but this covenant is still good today. So once again, <clears throat> the word actually for these 
two Torah portions I, I would say relevant for today. Definitely relevant for today. We're going to really give you that input. Um, so here's a great question, Ryan. I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to give you my, my answer. Okay. Why is the Torah important for all those that were not at Mount Sinai? Why, why is the Torah important? So the Torah is the foundational instructions of a loving father to his children. And I count myself as one of the children of God. And so when I look at this, I see that God has poured out his love and his heart for us right here in the pages of the Torah. And so for me, it's important because I want to be his people and I want him to be my God, right? So I love him. I want his love. He loved me first, right? And because he loved me first, not only did he give me these instructions, but he also, by these instructions, laid down his life for me so that I could be part of this covenant. And so I see this as an honor and an opportunity, not as bondage or, you know, something that's put upon me. You know, it's interesting, Ryan, if we do our own study, here's my answer. Why is the Torah important for all those that were not at Mount Sinai, especially for today? Here's my answer. Torah is relevant for today because it was the marriage covenant made at Mount Sinai with God and then renewed by Yeshua. Yes. Boy, that'll preach. So that's, that's what it's all about, everybody. Torah is relevant for today. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll evolve and delve into that a little more. So the Lord warned the people not to serve the gods of other nations. Okay. The Lord warned the people not to serve the gods of other nations. You know, the reason why God brought the children of Israel into the land of Israel is to push out all the bad people, to replace them, to yeah. get them out of there. And I'll tell you, Ryan, that's why I believe a lot of Christians are going to be living in Israel in the last days. Because they're going to bring good to the land. They're going to bring good and not harm to the Jewish people. The children of Israel would be sorely punished for committing the sin of idolatry. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 20 through 28. So the children of Israel would be sorely punished for committing the sin of idolatry. You know, it's interesting... I got this revelation I have been studying because of the, the, the culture that we're in and all the temptations that we have, but, uh, and I won't get into it, but did you know that sexual immorality is idolatry? Yes. Now, once you understand that revelation, it can really wear on you because you're like, wow, I don't want to commit sexual immorality. I mean, that's idolatry. And what you're doing is you're, you're replacing God with something that's not God and, and it's inappropriate. Well, and think about how enticing sexual morality can be for certain people. Right. And that's what the way idolatry is, right? And it's a vicious cycle, it you is. know. So in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, it says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Come on, somebody! Wow. So we say the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. So, so you know, it's interesting when the angels fell... One third of the angels went with Satan. You know, they revealed some things to mankind and, and exposed some things. But I'll tell you what, uh, it actually even mentions this in the book of Enoch, which is, I believe, true to, to some degree, some of these points. Uh, God didn't share with his angels everything. Right, for sure. He, kept, his, he kept the cards close to his vest. You know what I mean? So when we say the secret things belong to the Lord our God, it's even his sovereignty. Oh, amen. You know, well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? You know? Well, it's from this verse that we have a famous saying here at Beit Tehillah. Do you know what that famous saying is? No. It's live 
what's revealed. Live what's revealed. That's Live true. what's revealed. This verse here is kind of like an anchor point for us because at the end of the day, um, the people that come out of uh, you know regular, let's just say mainstream Christianity and into the Hebrew roots movement, they're living what's been revealed to them. And that's a big, big step because I think most people, they find that when they hear certain things, their faith isn't necessarily based on the Word of God or a loving you know, interpersonal relationship with, with God Almighty, with Yeshua. Their, their relationship with God is, is based on you know, a, the social interaction that they have at church or the construct of society that they grew up in right? and an infrastructure. And they're not necessarily taking the Word of God and applying it to their life in a, in a basic and fundamental way. Um, and I think that this verse here shows you the secret things belong to God, right? These are the things that He hasn't revealed to us. But those things that are revealed, they belong to us and to our children forever. Why? So that we can do all the things in what? In the Torah. That's good, Ryan. I mean, let's all think about it, okay? When people ask you, why are you reading the Torah portions every week? Because I love I'm Jesus. Israel. Yeah, but I'm Israel. <laughs> That's what Israel does. Amen. It walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a duck. Yeah. It's Aflac. Quack. <laughs> so... How come you do church on Saturday? Why? Um, well, because the children of Israel honor the Shabbat. That's right. Gosh, Nick, you know what? I take you out to dinner and you said no bacon bits on your salad. I mean, why won't you eat bacon? Honestly, it's a because lot. Because I'm Israel. It's a lot to go to church on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I tried, think about it. I tried it, the double agent thing for a while when I first got into Hebrew Roots. You it's know? all right. And, and I got to tell you, it's just exhausting because really you come to you're commanded to come together on the Sabbath, right? It's a convocation. And so we're commanded to come right. together, study the word of God. This is this is what we're supposed to do. So then to do it again on San- Sunday. And we teach this to our children. It's a lot. You know, and it, it's so important because this reconciliation that's happening, certain things have to be in place. Like you can go to church on Sunday, but you still have to go to church on Saturday, right? So like it's an option on Sunday. Well, that's fine. Like but you've got to do the Saturday. Thing. And, and if you have all these verses, you know, tell the children of Israel, tell the children of Israel. Well, listen up, everybody. If you're listening to this podcast and you're grafted in, you're part of the commonwealth of Israel. Amen Ephesians 2. That. That's right. You were grafted in. You're a wild branch. Wild thing, I think I love you. But I want to know for sure. So we are going to have some reading of scriptures at this point in time. Oh, we're going to go, because this is where it's going to really kick off. We're going to put it into another gear, hard drive here. We have, of course, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. God's promise remains constant is the title. Man, these are some, good, these these are some good verses. Oh, we're going to be bringing it. Let's go. Listen, it's all over but the crying here. All right, so, and it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whither the Lord thy God hath driven thee, and shalt... Return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice, according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, and all thine with all thine heart, thou and thine, thy children, with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity, and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord God hath scattered thee, if any of thine be driven out unto the outmost parts of heaven. From thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good, and multiply thee above thy fathers. 
And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, and that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day. Wow, Ryan. You know, let me, let me share something with all of you that are listening here. We received the Torah in the fall of 1999. So we've been in Torah for over 20 years. And I'll tell you something. We were uh, really hitting the Torah. You know, we were, we were hitting it hard and heavy. And so uh, I want to share this story because uh, I do believe it was uh, before my father-in-law passed away in 2002. But I do believe it was 2001. We were in a hotel, uh, like a ballroom kind of thing. Uh, renting a room for our Torah studies every night because we didn't have any place to do our Torah studies. We outgrew the living room. And I tell you the story because we got to Deuteronomy 30, I do believe 2001, we got to, to Deuteronomy 30, and this thing jumped off the page, literally like Rama. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. this was 2001, and, and, and the Holy Spirit inspired me to tell me that this has come to pass, Yeah. meaning this is happening. This Look. is going down right now, this process. So, so Think about it. We're literally sitting out of Israel in the nations, Calling to mind the blessings right, and the curses. Right, right. What two things were the children of Israel going to bring to mind after being driven from the land? The blessings and the curses. The blessings and the curses. Okay. And so what were they going to do after remembering the blessings and the curses? Teshuvah. They were going to return. Now, you've got to return with all of your heart and soul. That's right. You can't be half-hearted. Remember, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Yes. You know, I tell everybody at Beit Tehillah, you do these things because you want to do them. Don't do them because you're have peer pressure or, or whatever, you know, ask questions or whatever. So, so here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse three, it says, after the people would return and obey God's voice, he would turn their captivity and have compassion on them. God would gather them from all the nations where he scattered them. Now here are the steps, everybody. For those of you that are listening, why is this Raymond? Why does this jump out? I'm glad you asked, Ryan. (laughs) Why does this jump out, Pastor Nick? Here are the three simple steps. Now I want you to really think about this. Because it's not complicated. Three simple steps. Three is divine of the Lord. Number one, we have the blessing and the curse that are called to mind among the nations. If you're listening to this podcast, are you reading the Torah and deciding, wow, you know what? God is requiring this of me. And are you doing pretty good in some areas and in some areas you're not doing well in? And you're like, well, the Bible tells me to do these things hey, wait, and that's I'm me. not doing them. That's me. It sounds like me. I do what I don't want to do. And what I don't want to do, I do. That's Paul. So I'm telling you this because this is so incredible. So we're talking 20 years I've been in this process. You know, wow, the Bible says this. The Bible says that. Uh, even in the New Testament. So if you could say, well, gosh, you know, I'm bringing things to mind. I'm, I'm you know, uh, it's like my kids would say, Dad, you're not right. And I'd say, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, step number two is to return and obey his voice with all your heart, with all your soul, along with your children. So whatever you're experiencing and doing, you're the example reflected upon your children. You know, if you don't do it, how can they do it? You have to reflect what you want them to do. You have to be a mirror. So daddy's lifting up his hands and worshiping. My little five-year-old lifts up her hands and worships. So are you returning and obeying his voice with all your heart and soul, along with your children? I'd say yes. Let's say yes. We are. We are. We are doing it. Now, if I've been in this for 20 years, Ryan, and I'm bringing to mind blessings and curses, and I'm returning back with all my heart and soul with my children, there's only one step left to remain. Ooh, ooh. Gathered from all the nations. I want that. So look at Hayovel. I believe 
This is a great example of how you evaluate. They, they, of course, were proven. They were tried. They were tested. They, they went in a season of, of planting and, and all these other things, you know, learning agriculture. And then God takes them for six, the last 16 years, plants them in the land. He gathered them. Yeah. So with that in mind, keep that in mind with Hayovel, that organization. And of course, keep it in mind that God is going to gather us. He is strategically doing this. Now, we have this thing called the rapture, supposedly, that we're going to be taken up in the air and meet him. And that's great. But if you think about the Hebrew rapture, this is more logical. Something like this, you know. And, and so to, to, to sit there with your bags and look up in the sky is, is kind of a misnomer. Well, that's kind of I don't think misleading. you get to take your bags. That's kind of misleading. Yeah, I know. That's good, too. So, uh, you know. And so what was the Lord going to give his people after gathering them, Ryan? Well, he was going to give them the land which the fa- they fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. You know, I've been on many, seven trips to Israel, which is not very many, but probably more than most people, uh, more than Ryan. Oh, man, that was a dig. Yeah, but I didn't get good at pruning. So anyway, yeah, you've been there for longer periods of time, though. I'm, I'm, well, no, I went for two How weeks. How many of you would love to go to the land of Israel and just chill out? <laughs> um, count me in. You know, it's funny you say that, um, you know, that little dig. I think um, now I feel like there's a challenge. Like maybe I'm going to have to go and spend more time in the land, you know? Call me Joshua. Just remember who the senior pastor is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. You little disciple, you. So I want to get you guys just thinking about some things, you know, the paradigm shift, you know, that, that you just change the way you're thinking and even focusing on Jerusalem and what's happening in the world and, and hearing God's voice and obeying him through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so when, we, when we talk about a return, so Ryan, how are you returning back to God along with your family? Um, well, uh, well, go back to that verse, you know, that the, I'm living what's revealed. Um, and I have to do it. I have to lead my family. Um, it's just like on the Shabbat every week. I have to lead my family into the Shabbat. It's not my wife's job to... Um, lead my family into Shabbat and to drag me along with right. it, right? It's my job to be enthusiastic and to be, you know, enthusiastic for the things of God and to, to walk this out. Um, and I'm also, I'm looking forward, I'm looking ahead to what it is that God is doing prophetically and how, my, you know, me and my family can participate um, in the prophecies that God has laid forth before us. That's good. You know, I, I would say, you know, this is uh, two little points that I would just like to make. Hearing his voice and keeping the covenants. Mm, I like it. Hearing his voice and keeping the covenants. You know, I believe the Father's voice is reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles. I really do. Now, some people aren't hearing that voice. They're saying, no, 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 no. You know, and it's wrong. Yeah. Because if the Jewish people are extending a hand to us as Christians, we should take that hand. Amen. Oh, absolutely. I only need one person to get excited. Um, it's you, Ryan. Yes, yes. I will count myself if I have to. So, in regards to returning, now the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith is a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. It's the way you live and carry yourself, you know, and that is so important. So, with that said, what we worry about, well, if I do all of these things, I have an enemy. There's enemies everywhere, you know. There's protesters, there's looting, there's all these things, instability and lawlessness. So, Lord, what's going to happen? Well, check this out in Deuteronomy 30, verse 7. Why don't you read it, Ryan? Deuteronomy what? 30, 30 verse, verse 7. Here it is. It says, And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. So if you're reason, here's, here's a word. I just got to download. I just got to download. 
if you're having evil or trouble in your life, you're not hearing his voice and you're not keeping covenant. Because here's the deal, Ryan. Mm. I don't if know. You, no, I'm just saying that if it's a constant battle. Yeah, okay, got you got to get a, a reprieve. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be persecuted. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm and saying we'll is that trials, God right. is like saying, listen, if I put something in you, it's going to manifest. You're going to do it, yeah. you know. And so it, it says right here in Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Amen. So here it is. It's relevant for today. The word is relevant for today, okay? So the Torah is two things. It tells us what sin is. And number two, it, it's teachings and instructions. Uh, Ryan, if you would like to read 1 John 3, 4, all the way in the back there. I know oh, yeah. you don't have the uh, thumb tabs, but 1 John 3, 4 is a very powerful scripture from our beloved Apostle John. Yeah, it is very powerful. First John 3, 4. Check it out, everybody. I would almost say this is foundational. It says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Wow. So, so for us to say the Torah has been done away with or it's not applicable is a lie. It's relevant for today. Well, what that does is it gives us a working man's definition of what is sin. So then when we go back and we read Paul's letter and he says, Does that mean that we go on sinning? We can replace sinning with transgressing the law. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll tell you, there's Bible revival happening right now, Beit Dehila. The four things that were set before the children of Israel was life, good, death, and evil. It's set before you. Choose life. What did God want his people to choose? Life. Life. Choose life. Choose life. Eat life cereal. Help yourself. Get motivated. Right? Yeah. Get some life. Choose life. Not death, not evil. Think about the consequences before you do something, you know. And so with that, you know, we have a, a question. What, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion of Nitzavim? You are standing. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses uh, 10 through chapter 30 and verse 20. From a consensus of the group, or of course, from the consensus of Nick. Here's the two lessons that I learned, Ryan. Okay. In this particular portion, number one, the Torah is relevant for today. Write that down. Yep. Unless you're driving. <laughs> Do not write that down while you're driving. The Torah is relevant for today. You know, Ryan and I would not be doing this for three seasons unless it was relevant. It's relevant. We to my never life. run out of material. Oh no, man. And you know why I love this podcast, Ryan? It's because it's God. Amen. It's all about God. Amen. We're his ambassadors, you know, we're, we're his, you know, we're part of the, uh, the assembly of the called out ones to, to proclaim this. And God has given us this ability to do this because if he's going to be gathering you that are listening, he needs someone to put it out. So number one, the Torah is relevant for today. And number two, I love this one, Ryan. Here it goes. Here's the prize. Hearing his voice and keeping his covenant will get you into the promised land. Come on. Israel. Yes. So what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is that everything is leading up to something. There's an incentive. There's an inheritance contained within that promise is a divine assurance of good, Ryan. So don't try to figure it out how you're going to get there and this and that, but just be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, you to know? your second point, um, I feel like those people that are out there, because you may be listening to this and like, but if that's the prize, getting into the land of Israel, like I don't even want to go to the land oh, of Israel. Oh, it's a prize. Well, check this out. It's going to become more and more obvious why you want to be there. 
the more the prophetic timeline progresses. He wills you. You know, I've been to Israel seven times because he told me I could go. Yeah. I can't go every year. No. So once the travel restrictions lift. Oh, it's game on. We are, we are getting really excited oh, absolutely. about that. You know, once again, if you get a chance, check out Hayovel's Facebook page and those videos of the vineyards. It's, it's prophetic. The, the Jewish sages say that when the vineyards are, are, are you know, birthed and they come back to the land, yeah. it's a sign of the Messiah. Absolutely. All right, so my two. Um, the first one is live what's revealed. Listen, you've... you've hey, 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 hey. Hang on. I know, listen, it's... You can have it. It, you, it. You can have it. There's not copyright. It's exactly. Like, it's like King James. It'll be like one of those things where like nobody will remember you said it. They'll just think I said it. You know, they'll be like, That's, oh, Ryan always says live what's revealed. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. At least you got the t-shirt. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> so live what's revealed. You, you're listening to this and you're curious about the Hebrew roots. You're like, what is all this about? I go on the internet and I read these people are a bunch of heretics. They're lunatics. And let me tell you, out there, there's all kinds of stuff, okay? There's all kinds of craziness. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith without works is dead. So here's my, my encouragement to you. Take the things that God has revealed to you already and do them. If he's revealed to you, hey, the Torah is relevant for today and I need to be eating clean, then eat clean. If he's revealing to you, hey, the Sabbath is important, I need to keep the Sabbath, then keep the Sabbath. Simple instructions. Yeah, whatever God is revealing to you, um, do it because through the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the help of his son, Yeshua, you will be empowered to do these things. And the more you do, the more God is going to reveal to you. He reveals things to you, and then you sit on it, and you don't do anything with it. Guess what? He's going to stop revealing things. So my encouragement is to live it out. Live what's revealed. Do the things that God has revealed to you. And study the scriptures. Test them. But don't just live in academia. You have to walk it out. You have to walk out your and faith. And do it with others. It's more important to do it than it is to Just study it. Just do it. Okay? Nike. It's funny, that's a, that's a, rabbinical, uh, that's a rabbinical argument, a midrash that, that went on for centuries about whether it's better to study the Torah or to do the Torah, right? And they always said, well, it's better to do the Torah. It's more important to do the Torah. That's the better thing, right? So finally they came around to the idea that, well, it's better, it's better to study the Torah because studying will lead to doing. And um, I think that, that that idea misses the point in the fact that the whole point of studying was to do, right? And so I think that living it out, whatever you have right now, do that. Start with that and then progress from there. My second thing was that God called you out over 3,500 years ago. He said, I'm talking to those people that are here at Sinai. And remember, this is Yeshua. That's what I said last night. This is Yeshua. 3,500 years ago. Right. He called you out. I'm only 53. That's right. That's right. Wow. He knew you were going to be here. He knew you were going to be here. He knew that you were going to be picking up the breadcrumbs that he left in the scriptures for you and that it was going to be revealed at this time, right? And so he called you out and said, hey, I'm talking to the people that are here with me at Sinai and I'm talking to you that's listening to the Christians with Torah podcast. You talking to me? In 2020. You talking to me? The, the greatest year on record. Amen. Yeah. No. That's awesome. So... That's my two. That's awesome. Let's move into uh, Vayelech, and he went Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 30. And so we're going to have some reverse roles here. I'm going to go ahead and get to read. Oh, you go ahead. I'm going to read, and then I'm going to turn it over to Ryan. Uh, he's just... He glad. must, he's he must just, not like this part of the Torah. <laughs> no, I don't. I'll be honest. So anyway, um, 
It's, a, it's another setup, Ryan. Come on, let's do it. I can it's handle a it. Setup. I like I'm the it. good cop. You're the bad cop. Like no, but Ryan's just happy to be out of the house, everyone. <laughs> he had cabin fever. I did a little He bit. was diagnosed with cabin fever. Yes. So here we go. The, the caption is, Joshua appointed the new leader. So here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 7. You know, when you read, you got you to gotta read with excitement, you know. You can't be boring, you know. That's what I try to teach my kids, you know. And we all have, like, drama school or theatrics, you know. Who can read the, the greatest, you know. Awesome. So here we go. And Moses went and spake these words into, unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. Boy, I was mad. No, I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I'm in verse 3. I thought I would add that little feature because, you know, 120 years old, man. Woo! The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee as the Lord hath said. So he's, he's actually talking about his successor. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did to Sion and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. He's basically saying, listen, you kick butt on the east side of Jordan, you're going to kick some butt on the west side of Jordan. That's what he's saying. So think about it, everybody. We got to fight on this side of the promised land, on this side of the Jordan. Then when we go into the land, we know how to fight. We've proven ourselves. He goes on to say in Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers. Whoa, whoa, to do what? To give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Amen. Amen. All right, so how old was Moses? When he made Joshua, he was 120 years old. You know, what's interesting about that number 120. Um, you know, that's like the insurance age that when your insurance is going to run out. Right. Because they're just counting on the fact that you ain't going to live past 120. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like if you have a whole life policy or if you have something like that, it's counting on paying you out until 120. And people just never live that long. So just is what it is, I suppose. Wow. So did the Lord say to Moses that the people would go whoring after his death in uh, 31.16? Yes. Man, that's sad, right? Um, way, to, way to encourage him right before he dies. Hey, by the way, um, yeah, the people there. Yeah, but you know what? Moses felt so bad that he couldn't go into the land. He really wanted to. So I believe God's comforting Moses, saying, uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> he says, don't worry, they're going to get kicked out anyway. No, he's basically saying to them, Moses, you were a good leader. Now, you dropped the ball. Yeah, you struck the rock instead of speaking to it like I asked you to. Yeah. But he says, listen, these people aren't going to change. They're going to they're gonna do these horrible things, just like they did with you. Yeah. But later on, you. they're going to do it again. It's not your fault, Moses. Uh, I think he was comforting him, like saying, you know what? Here's the nature. I get it. Just to let you know. I he get didn't it. have to say this. I think he was comforting Moses. Yeah. That's definitely... Because look at question number three. That's definitely one way to think about it. I'll give you that. Thank you. Because they were friends. 
<laughs> Did the Lord tell Moses that after his death, the people would break the covenant? Yeah, I'm going to bring him in Moses, and they're going to blow it. Yeah. I don't like that at all. No. Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't like it all. So, so what two things would befall the people as a result of God's anger for breaking the covenant? Remember, evils and troubles. Evils You know, some of you listening, here's trouble. a word for somebody listening right now. If you feel very uncomfortable and things just aren't going right, fix your life. Just fix it. Go back to where God brought you and, and begin that journey again. Is the road that you're on leading to God? You know, it's interesting, you know, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's what the Lord says on the Sermon on the Mount. Well, what does that mean, Ryan? It means God wants you to try. Yeah. Some people don't even try. That's well, right. whatever. I, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I keep failing. You fail forward. That's, that's what I do. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he can still arise. This is an encouraging word for somebody, for all of us. Evils and troubles are going to come if you don't keep covenant. Yeah. Because you're outside, you're outside the theocracy. You're outside the kingdom. Listen to this verse. This is verse 17 of chapter 31 in Deuteronomy. It says, Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? We need the Holy Spirit right yeah. now. We need Amen. God. We need to be desperate. You know, you, 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 you bow the head, you bend the knee, and you speak with your mouth that He is Lord. You know, that's what He's showing me. He wants to be Lord of my life, you know. He, he wants to be Lord. You know, I don't call the shots. He calls the shots. You know, He's, he's the master, you know. He's the, he's the teacher. We're the, we're the student. That's right. So, yeah, evil's in trouble. So, who wants that? Look at the evil's and troubles in the world already with these people. Absolutely. They love it. They, you know, it actually says, uh, let me see here. Well, what is the wages of sin? Wait, hold on. The let wages me see here. of sin here is Here we go. Death. Are you ready for this? Oh. I just got a download. <laughs> yeah, That's I, my, I did. I just got a download. That's our special effects. Here we go. Check this out. And it's all about returning, right? Returning. We're talking about the returning. In Hosea. Returning. Go ahead. In Hosea chapter 14, verse 9, Who is wise and he shall understand these things? Prudent and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them. Come on. But the transgressors shall fall therein. Now that's Hosea. But what about, what about, what about Daniel? Daniel says something similar to this. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 10, Many shall be purified and made white and tried. Boy, is the Daniel fast doing that? But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. Yes. There's two classes of people, the righteous and the wicked. So there you have it. Choose the righteous. Choose life. Choose life. That's right. So um, we're coming through this. He's, he's telling them all these things, and then... Did Moses teach them anything else besides the law? You know, in, in chapter 32, which will be next week. That's right. It's the song of Moses. That's right. He teaches them a song. And uh, it's a powerful song. You know, we all need to learn. Matter of fact, I'm going to actually get into that this week, if not next week. But get into the song of Moses in chapter 32. But he gives them a song. And I think we all need to sing it because in Revelation, it says they sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Oh. So all these songs about Jesus but they're going to sing the song of Moses. So do you know the song of Moses? So it's coming up. That's right. It is coming up next a week. A little prelude. It is. And um, I'll tell you what. It's interesting that it's the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. How many people say that the song of Moses is done away with, but that the song of the Lamb is still relevant for today? 
Amen. So remember, the song of Moses is relevant. And so here in uh, chapter 31, verse 21, it says, And it shall come to pass, when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness. For it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. For I know their imagination, which they go about, even now, before I have brought them into the land, which I swear. Wow, he knows their imagination. So you take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ, and you cast down every vain imagination. That's right. All these thoughts that are not true. Well, and and that's it. God weighs our motives. God tests the hearts of men. Um, There's just no uh, getting away from from God. Who who can ascend high enough to Him, right? And who can go deep enough? And it's about the song. Yes. So He's given this little monologue before He does the song. Correct. So wow, we we're gonna have to really go over the song next week. I guess we will. So where was the book of the law placed in verse twenty six? In the side of the ark. That's right. So the book of the law is placed in the ark of the covenant. So of the things that are placed in the, uh, the ark of the covenant, do we think that the law of God as transcribed by Moses is important? I mean, like I would say that things that get put into the ark are important. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. In the side of the ark, of course, there were three things in the ark. There was Aaron's rod, the manna, and of course, the testimony. That's right. The commandments, three things. And you know, it's interesting because those three things are needed in a theocracy, in a kingdom. So if God is sitting on the mercy seat with the cherubim and the angels is like the backrest, and he's on this throne, he's actually sitting on manna, Aaron's rod, and the testimony, which is the commandments. So think about it. We need these three things for his kingdom. Right. We need good, strong, priestly, godly leadership. We need provision, which is the manna. Aaron's rod represents authority. And we need the Constitution. We need the Torah. Yeah. So a lot of times people are like, well, you know what? I got the commandments, but I don't want to listen to nobody. Well, Ooh. you're not going to have provision. Yeah. And so you're basically a Torah terrorist. You're a legend in your own mind. And that's not good. Yeah. Peace, provision, and protection. Of course, in the, I guess the time of Solomon, the only thing that was left in the ark was the rod of Aaron, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, the, just the testimony. There was no rod or manna. Let me take that back. Uh, at the time of Solomon, I believe it, it, it states that there was just the testimony. So Aaron's rod wasn't in there or the manna. So okay. I don't know if somebody stole it or what. Well, the rod of Aaron, they say, was used for um, planting the the serpent on the poles, right? And then also that that same serpent on the pole, when they built that, was taken that's up. A, that's a good, that'd be a good study. As a high place for... That uh, would be a good study. Um, and of course, they no longer had manna when it went into the promised land after the yeah, 40th year for uh, Pesach, for Passover, and they were circumcised. They no longer had manna given to them. They had to go and work the land. Yeah, absolutely. So what did Moses say would befall the people in the latter days because of their disobedience? Evil. Oh, man. Is that relevant for today? Absolutely. That's the word for the day. Relevant. Yeah. There's a lot of evil today. Yeah, absolutely. So what two lessons could be learned from the Torah portion via Lech? And he went, Pastor Nick. All right. I'm glad you asked. Number one, when you break the covenant, evil and troubles come into your life. Number one, when you break the covenant, evil and troubles come into your life. Yeah. What's that song? If you're looking for trouble, you come to the right place. Because I ain't got Torah and I don't want to see your face. Number two, the book of the law was placed in the ark and the ark is in heaven. Revelation eleven nineteen, 
And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and an earthquake, and great hail. Wow, you know, the giving of the Torah in Exodus 19, there were some, there were some weather patterns happening up on top of that mountain. And, Absolutely. And, and, and let me read that again. Revelation eleven nineteen. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. Now, if I go to 15.5 in Revelation, Revelation chapter 15, verse 5. And after that, I looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open. Gee, I guess the Torah has not been done away with. John saw it in heaven. It's yeah. still a bestseller. That's right. I'm closing out with that, Ryan. It's all yours. All right. Drop the mic. That was beautiful. So the one thing that I got out of this, um, the big thing was guard your heart, seek after God, um, and don't, don't allow yourself to be enticed by the things of this world, whether it be money or idolatry or fame or pride, whatever the things are that the enemy will throw at you. Don't allow those things. Be cognizant. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Stay in your relationship with God so that when these things get tossed at you, that you're able to, to handle them um, with the help of the Holy Spirit and under the guidance of the Word of God. So um, I would say that's my big one because just what happened to them, they were enticed, they turned to the left and to the right, they went whoring after other gods, and then that's when the evils and the troubles befell them uh, because of the fact that they, they were in disobedience, right? They went and did exactly what God said not to do. So um, that would be my encouragement to you. Don't turn to the left and don't turn to the right. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Wow. What an awesome. Happy Teshuvah. Happy Teshuvah. Teshuvah. Right. And by the time you hear from me again, guess what? We will no longer be on the Daniel fast. We might have to bust out the old French press. That's right. Might have to ah, have but of course, we oui, we oui. Some coffee. <laughs> Where's my croissant? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how quickly I'm going to go back to everything, but uh, I might, might ease it in. Although by next Tuesday, I'll probably be on coffee. I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> Let's be real. So bless you guys. Um, if you want to reach out to me, my email address is ryan, R-Y-A-N, at topraise.net. Um, again, we have Lars and Narson coming this Shabbat, uh, the 13th. And so I want to remind everybody of that. And um, if you have anything that you need, any questions, any support for Teshuvah or for anything else for the tour portions, please reach out. Don't hesitate. Um, you know, I try to respond as quickly as I can to everybody that reaches out to us. And, um, and we just love hearing from you guys. So uh, bless you guys. Uh, have a great week. <laughs>